Our world is lost in unnecessary fear and hurt. Our systems seem scientifically engineered to make you small, powerless, and always waiting for the next great leader who will fix the problems around us. Worse, we're witnessing neighbor versus neighbor while warfare breaks out around our family tables. But you have access to a spirit, a strength that enlarges and empowers you. Even better, you don't need to wait for the next big movement. You can heal the world. It's time for governance by Grace. Welcome to Gracearchy with Jim Babka. Season one finale, man. It's been quite a year. It has been quite it's a year. Quite a year. Yeah. We've, we've had a good ride. We've had a good ride. Well, you're saying it like it's over. Well, the season one is over. We got oh. to celebrate the fact that we made it through one season and it was a good ride. And we got this many episodes. And we got done. this many episodes, however many it is. I know it's in the 40s, right? High 40s, right? Yeah. We probably shouldn't say. We probably shouldn't say. Because we don't we know. know for sure. We won't right. know, right? Yeah. yeah. So we'll edit that out later. Okay. No, we'll keep it in because it's, it shows our humanness <laughs> and our vulnerability. <laughs> <laughs> so just to remind the audience, what the heck is the purpose of this show? What is the purpose of Grace Harkey? I have spent a lot of my career involved in uh, libertarian activism. Yeah. And then libertarian philosophy. Uh, more so in recent memory, trying to get people to understand how we could live in a more peaceful, prosperous uh, world and where everyone could be more happy. And that has led me into kind of a spiritual quest. And I've come to the conclusion that until we are able to understand each other uh, and appreciate each other, that we're not going to be able to fix any of this problem, that we need grace. Yeah. And I see grace. Uh, so it's, it's grace archy, archy being the form of government right? Monarchy, anarchy. This is grace archy, which is where we start off by giving favor to someone who doesn't deserve it. We try to find out, you know, what's their deal instead of yeah. cursing them, judging them, trying to find some way to, to, to punish or destroy or shame them to actually hear them out and find out what it is that, that makes them tick and, and to have a, a conversation, begin a dialogue. Yeah. And I think that this is, uh, I'm motivated to do this, uh, from a place of faith, uh, as a believer, and I want, uh, I want to offer this as a, as a solution. I want to contribute this to the dialogue right now. I, we need it. I mean, obviously we do. And, and when you say we, I know you mean more than just we. It's like offering this as an example here on our, prog our podcast of how things could work Yeah. if people came from grace. Yeah, and we had a phrase that emerged uh, uh, earlier this season uh, and, and, and that we've gone back to again and again, which uh, originated from this idea that uh, the 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 Nazis were marching in Skokie, right? The right, ACLU yeah. showed up to defend them and yeah. they did the right thing. I don't know that today's ACLU would do that, but we said, you know, let's just take that example and let's look at that. And, you know, what, what should we do in that situation? And we said we should <laughs> invite them up to the porch for some lemonade and a conversation, right, and a conversation. What's like, your deal? Sit down. Yep. What's yeah. your deal? Hear people out. Yeah. And so, uh, that's kind of become a metaphor having a glass of lemonade has yeah. kind of become a metaphor here for, for the expression of grace that we're looking to provide. Now, that doesn't mean we've shirked away from any of the issues. We've gotten no into we, some... We, we're in the weeds. Yeah, we've gotten into some stuff. Yeah. Um, but hopefully we've provided a uh, an outside-the-box way of looking at things. The stuff that we have discussed here has, I think, been the kind of conversation that I would hope would open dialogue and, 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 and more people could feel included. Because typically, I think when they 
tune into a show like this, they're looking, oh, is he conservative? Okay, no, he's not for me. Oh, is he uh, progressive? No, not for me. Right, right. Like they're making those kind of judgments. And we've tried to steel man where possible because that's graceful too. Yeah. You say, what's a steel man? It's, you know, most people know what a straw man argument is, right? It's an argument that you erect yourself because you know it's easy to tear down and destroy. Yeah. A steel man argument is literally, again, pretending uh, gracefully that you're someone else, empathizing with their position and putting forth their best argument. And that doesn't, not just their best argument, but then responding to it. Do you right. actually have an answer right. that overcomes their best argument, not one that caricatures them? So this is kind of like, you know, debating skills where you never know which side you're going to be taking, but you're prepared for both. And what we're encouraging people to do is to prepare to take the other side, you know, to actually be able to understand it well enough to defend it should you ever need to. Yeah. And that way you'll bet know better how to go talk to them. But I, you know, the grace aspect has to do not just with understanding, not just with steel manning their argument. It has to do with looking at their implicit humanity. Yeah. Coming from the heart. And everybody starts off wrong about stuff, you know, hard as it is to believe for the listeners of this show, I'm wrong about a lot of things, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you no comment. Well, I, I, I like my job here. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> we're all human, right? Right. We're all on a journey on a discovery and we don't know what motivated to put somebody in that position. So if we don't overcome this, we're not going to be able to heal these. The politicians stand ready to capitalize on our divisions. Absolutely. Yes. The conflict is what drives everything. Exactly. Not respect, but conflict. So who was our audience? Do you think we saw the same one that we started out with? Largely. Um, because this year has mostly been about trying to get our feet wet in terms of the production of the show right, right. and in, try, in terms of getting our voice. Uh, this next year is going to have some exciting things happening in it. Uh, we did some things to get the show started this year, little things, you know, with the logo and, you know, the way that we're presenting ourselves on YouTube and, and so forth. But next year, uh, this next season coming up, there is going to be a season two folks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we will have uh we will start doing some things to actually build out the audience and uh the people i really want to talk to the most <clears throat> are those people who are i would call them duns duns yeah it's a good term right people who are sort of finished with institutional religion worship or, and religion yep but very much still faithful yes um they're interested in trying to figure out how to make the better world they 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 love jesus um, but they don't want to go to church anymore. And I want to, I want to speak to them the most. Uh, the second audience that I care about in this is uh, libertarians uh, who, who are Christians themselves or who have friends who are Christian and they want to know how to talk to them and share this message that if we learned how to live with one another peacefully, we didn't initiate force against one another. Right. We weren't yep. always trying to get the one-upsmanship. Instead, we were learning how to listen. Uh, that this is kind of a new way to present that message. And you know, we haven't, again, we haven't shirked from any of the issues in doing this. No, we're right up there in them. Yep. Uh, and, you know, anybody that's coming in here as a libertarian should recognize everything I'm saying, even if occasionally we're peppering in some scripture on it or we're talking about, you know, deeper metaphysical issues. Uh, this is a message that I hope you could take to the friend, even if you're not a believer, you would right, be able to right. take it to a friend of yours who is. Yeah, because it's not just about <clears throat> faith and it's not just about politics. There seems to, and well, you said it well, which we'll answer in an upcoming episode. Won't want, don't want to tip the hat too far here, but Jim's made the assertion that God is a libertarian <laughs> and we're going to challenge him to back that up. You're uh, basically daring me to make that episode. Oh, absolutely. Say, yes. But you know what? I'd take that further and say maybe God is a voluntarist. Mm hmm so we'll have that's a good good topic for conversation yes and we've got the scapegoat episode coming up too because yeah. scapegoating is um 
Uh, been there, done that, people. Mm-hmm. We got a better way to go. Yep. So lots of good stuff on the horizon. Um, how about the dancing girls? Are we gonna do any of that? Uh, I thought you were gonna do that for oh, us. Man, sorry. I, I bought you, you the down. pasties. I, I let you down. Sorry, audience. <laughs> I'll, I'll get on it right away. <laughs> You'll have to subscribe though and pay big money to see. Yeah, it. that's 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 a bo- that's a uh, subscriber bonus. <laughs> subscriber bonus. Yeah. If you could say that. <laughs> so so tell, let's talk about the episodes themselves. Like what we've done here. What's your favorite so far? What's your favorite? Well, I have to look at my notes. Can I do that? Yes. And not, and not yes. give everything. Else? So there's a lot of different favorites and for different reasons. Yes. But, that's the hard part. Um, you know, I think that the one that I had the most fun with is when we had Spike Cohen on. I have to agree with you. You know, it's it's a favorite. There's that's lots what of I would pick, too. If you would but, say which one was the most fun, I would say it's the one we do with Spike. Cohen. Yeah, that guy, was. he was just a, he's a blast. And he has a way of making points that with humor. Yes. That is so. Yeah, we laughed on camera and off. Oh. We were laughing bef- long before before we, we hit record. record. Yeah, yep. yeah, yep. And uh, what a great skill! Oh I, yeah, I don't know if you can teach that, but it just it spoke to me. Uh, he is, to my mind, currently like the best libertarian communicator out there. Yeah, I know I'm going to hurt some people's feelings because they're like, "Wait a minute, it's me," but but uh, uh, he is the guy that, in my mind, does that. And he fear he appears on Fox Business Channel. Uh, That's right. You know, regular uh, gig. Yeah, the regular gig over there. Uh, but he does a, a really good job presenting and he's got a uh, compelling uh, new organization that he's that he's building right now called you are the power nice <clears throat> and nice. Uh, and and they've been able to kind of hold uh, local uh, officials accountable in some very sticky situations where if if he hadn't shown up and his people hadn't shown up you know things would have gotten brushed under the rug it's so, the new media you know yeah. instead of the newspaper we now have and that's the other thing is he is a master of that. Like oh, he seems yeah. to know how to operate very effectively in the social media. So yeah, we had a lot of fun with Spike. What, what and episode, his big bird. And, and his big bird. His what big episode bird. do you think has got like the most lasting value for our audience so far? And we it's, talked about this. You know, and, we talked about this in advance. Yeah. And, and I told you I had a hard time narrowing this down. Yeah. Um, I think the one that has the longest lasting value potentially is the episode we did on uh, Rene Girard's mimetic theory. We did that oh, very early on. And, and I picked that one because I wouldn't be sitting here doing the show if it wasn't for my discovery of Rene Girard. That's true. Um, the fact that people are motivated by the desires of others that, 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 and they then start modeling or copying those desires. And that in some cases, this turns into a rivalry that gets, that becomes grounded in, in envy. Yes. And the envy then turns violent. Yep, and we yep. see this in politics all the time. And so to me, like there were several episodes that we did that were topical, that were informative and interesting and even deep and profound. But that one to me was the uh, is the most timeless in terms of what we were presenting. And we are going to follow it up with the scapegoat. We're going to do yep. a, a second episode, something I've wanted to do for a long time. But I, to me, these episodes about the Girardian philosophy need to be perfect. I want them to be something that really is timeless. Like you keep coming back and, and the numbers keep growing up on it. Uh, of all the episodes I'm looking back on, that's the one I care about the most. I I'll think. link all these in so people can find them easily. What about you? Oh yeah. Um, you know, I love the one we did about the pandemic, forgive and forget. Um, there's that, that pandemic is such a crucial galvanizing worldwide kind of issue mm-hmm. and being able to say, and here's how we can go beyond it in a skillful way, mm-hmm. in a graceful way, I think it was really important because there's a lot of folks, I mean, I'm one too. It's hard for me to get over that stuff. There, there were things that were hurtful. 
about the pandemic. Oh, yeah. In addition to the fact that so many people were dying and all that, there mm -hmm. were these mismanaged. Anyway, it goes on and on. And I think the opportunity to show grace in that situation, whether or not anybody ever takes our advice. Right. Yeah. But, but you were right on about that and, and nailed it. Here's what can be done if we want to truly move beyond the pandemic. Yeah. You know, so we do a show like that or we do the one like with the Ken Burns. Right. You Ken know, Burns. he says it, but, you know, Ken Burns said the right thing, but does he, he doesn't really mean it. Yeah. Right. We, we were, what we were trying to do in those situations was point out that there was a healing spot. There's yes. an argument on one side and there's an argument on the other, but there's a healing spot that's a, that's able to be found. Um, and, and I'm, you know, <laughs> I hesitate to use the word, but I'm really proud of those, those episodes. I'm yeah. proud of what we were able to bring to the table. Yeah, there. You deserve them, man. There, you brought that, you brought the two points together in a way that, offered creative tension that could be resolved in a, such a graceful way. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't want to take all the credit here because you're here with me. <laughs> I'm just asking and, the and, questions. And, man. And, and, you know, but no, you, you provide a very useful function. I, I love how you basically in, uh, act as the, as the audience, try the questions know. that you try to ask, uh, the way that you press on some of these details and also the way that you embrace what we're, we're trying to get done. So thank you. I really do. Oh, folks, he makes the everything run technical on the show. So <laughs> I appreciate it. My pleasure, Jim. And you're very welcome. It's, a, it's an honor to be doing this, right? And, and I learned stuff too. Like uh, what episode taught you the most? We'll ask it that way. Uh, COVID and the spillover gang. Um, because there was a lot of homework to do for that episode. Um, I, I had to make sure I had all my facts right. And uh, I already had some exposure. I've had had done a deep dive into um, hydroxychloroquine during the pandemic itself and, and, and the government suppression of that. I've now begun to develop some, even though I have no scientific background whatsoever, I've developed an understanding of kind of what happened with the lab leak. Yeah. And and that story is even evolving. There's been news even this, you know, even the last since we week. Yeah, we recorded yeah. it, yeah. Um, so... Uh, it's a continual evolving story. Like uh, we, we spent a lot of time talking about the raccoon dog story in that episode right, right. that now has been pretty thoroughly reputed by mainstream sources. Even. Right. Like everybody kind of gets that there was a great deal of exaggeration at that moment, but it was a situation where the rumor was seeking, you know, run halfway around the world before the truth had yeah. finished tying its shoes. And uh, I felt like the stuff that we had to say there needed to be said. And I only wished we'd had a bigger audience to say it to, because within that, just under hour we spent together, we covered a lot of ground yeah. and provided a lot of solid facts. And we did steel man the other side. We didn't, we weren't unfair to anybody. We made sure their side was heard, even though you can get it in the regime media every day. I learned a lot from that too, because, you know, I, I just hear the rumors. I don't yeah. do the deep dive. So working with you, I was able to learn things that I didn't know before. And it took some effort. You know, there's some heavy lifting in that. You got to get your head around it. When you get your head around it, you're like everything else. You start to get insights that you wouldn't have had otherwise, and you start to ask questions that you wouldn't have asked otherwise. And at one point or another, you start to feel like, oh my gosh, I've been led on this thing. Yeah. And I now understand it. I'm no longer being led. And I think that we had the moral authority to talk about that issue the way we did from pandemic, forgive and forget. Right. Yes. Because we offered together. a very unique solution. Uh, in that episode uh, for the, the current situation. I won't spoil it for people. It's in the show notes. Yeah. Um, but the, the way that we approached that, I think, actually opened up the ability to have some of these other conversations. I, I do think that's foundational to what we did there. Yeah. But wh what was yours? 
Well, the same one in that case. So I learned more from that than I, I think I learned from any other episode. And and we had some people on. Like we had Joe Jorgensen on. We had Spike Cohen on. We we had um, How to Sell Democracy Without du- Starting Dwayne Lester. Dwayne Lester. Which I for a long stuff. time, that was our, Joe ended up being our most listened to show. Right, yeah. But for a long time, and in second place is Dwayne. Yeah. And Dwayne came on and basically explained how to how to empathize properly. He gave right. Like, like everything. How to. One, two, three. It literally, it was a one, two, three. Yeah. It was follow these steps. Yeah. He explained all the sources he got it from. But at the end of the day, it was just follow these steps. Just follow the steps. And, and, and they're not. That's a timeless episode, it's too. It's so timeless. Anybody can do it. And it. When you look inside yourself, it's like, oh, I do that. Like you recognize that you can. I uh, Stephen Barrows was also very interesting. Yes, he was amazing. Uh, that yeah. episode that hummed like I was like, if every interview could go the way that interview went, yeah, that episode absolutely hummed. And that was about uh, population in China, right? Population, well, actually, population in general, or, and whether or not uh, rising birth rates are a good or bad thing, right? Because there's a debate about that, you know, about you know, are we hurting the planet or whatever? There's right. different, you know, can we afford to have children? We were able to basically make a very solid case that 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 a society should be a growing society. And we need to, you know, someday down the road, we need to take on the pro-choice, pro-life issue in terms of what we could do as a catch basin for unwanted children. Mm-hmm. It seems so weird to me that we don't do more with adoption because mm-hmm. there's so many families who want children so desperately, yes. right? Yeah. yeah. And um, I don't know how that's going to go, but it, you reminded me, Stephen Barrow's I, I, notion of that is one that we can take to the next level. Yeah, because what we were saying is clearly heretical right now. It's not, it's yeah. not, especially in the 20-somethings, like th- this is not in their mindset. They don't yeah. know this information. Right. And so I, you know, I feel that one was actually really valuable too. I knew that material because I'd already heard Stephen speak and I was kind of aware of it from other work I'd done over the years. Yeah. Uh, I just thought he'd connected all the dots really wonderfully. He, he did. He, he really made the case. He was sharp, man. Yep. Like, he was, he was like a machine. Yep. I felt like I was in class at like a <laughs> university. Okay, let me check my notes. Let's see well, what else what do we need to cover here. Um, I think we've hit all of these, but I do have a sort of an interesting question for you, as I always do. Let's see how I want to ask this. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> so Jim set up some questions for us beforehand, and uh, one of them is what we've accomplished. And that's fine. We've done some stuff, right? But I want to twist that a little bit around we move, you know, from Aho Radio, we're still there, to Zero Aggression Project, Zero aggression. YouTube channel. We've done some production things. Um, we've done some traveling. We've been in San Diego twice. Glad yes. you're here in my office today. Yes. Uh, we've we've done some remotes. We've done some live stuff. Uh, so we're, we're getting our we're getting into this, right? And we're looking at some video production. But here, let me ask the question this way. So for season two, uh, what would you like to accomplish? The message is... I think we've got the message down, mm-hmm. but the message is not effective. It's not reaching people and reaching people is going to take money. Yeah. And so, uh, we have not done, uh, any public fundraising up to this point for any of this. Uh, every bit of this has been done, uh, through the ongoing efforts and support of the zero aggression project. Um, and, and I will even assure the zero aggression project people, we're not talking even $200 a month so yeah. far. Yeah. We've managed to keep every one of our expenses very low. Some fundraising has been done with uh, a couple of donors. We have a $3,500 fund to start. Uh, we also have the assistance of a very well-established, large PR firm. Do you want to say who they are? Not yet. Okay. But I do want to say that they have offered their services and they've given us a plan that would work. 
and their uh, the services that they've offered, they're willing to do at the cost of the advertising, which is extraordinary. Yeah. And um, and they're a powerhouse. They I mean, are a powerhouse. They have done incredible work. So and so and I'm actually and their their value system is is very much in tune. It's aligned. with mine. Mm -hmm. And so and that's why this is happening. And we want to do something with that, with those resources and with this opportunity so that we can get the message out to a lot more people. And I would like people as they're listening and thinking about that to imagine that um, a lot more people do hear this message and what the possibilities would be if they did. If more people were practicing grace, if people who, uh, who see the problems that are going on, they recognize the divisions that we have that are causing a diminishment of happiness and harmony and prosperity, would want to tap into the message that we're presenting here. Yeah, get some that's how very to, respectful, you know? right? That's very respectful of other people. Then, uh, you know, what's possible? We ha we already have had some interesting experiences from a listener side, and they have been very very moving. Yeah, uh, I've had, had the comments. I mean, uh, they just they're just amazing. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, we have a professor who's very very scholarly, very smart who has, you know, given stamp of approval to several episodes. And every time I see that, it, it, it warms my heart. Uh, we have a, a mag, a foreign magazine publisher, um, who is, who is now, he's written an article about us. Uh, we've, uh, we've some, some of our shows have been described as like the best explanations of things, you know, like the, 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 the pandemic, forgive and forget or, uh, the one we did on student loan debt, just to believe yep. uh, Perry's we, war truth. Perry's War Truth, uh, yeah. which is something that we promoted for many years at Downsize DC, yeah. uh, but we were able to bring now, and the Zero Aggression Project also hosts that. So ZeroAggressionProject.org has been our sponsor, and that is the way to contribute. You can support yeah. this show by making a contribution to ZeroAggressionProject.org, and that will allow us to expand the budget. We have a couple of production needs, but most of our needs now are in the outreach area. We need to get advertising going. We need to get that up to a level where we are bringing new people to hear this message for the very first time. So year two is about new people, new audience, new people coming and getting this message. I love it. There's uh, <clears throat> grace is you know contagious, and when you start to practice it, it also can be fun. And when you've got those two things going for you, a kind of a grassroots wildfire catch on kind of mm -hmm. thing. And it's fun to do. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of stuff can happen. Yeah. And we've offered examples, of course, in all the episodes, but uh, it, it's it's gotten me here, you know? So hooray for grace. Yeah. Any last words you want to give for season one to sort of put the nail in it? Well, not just to thank you to you, but to thank you to everyone who has been listening to yes, this thank show. You. Thank you. We really appreciate you. We do watch the numbers. We want to see those numbers go up. We watch the comments uh, and, and the ones that you leave for us that are encouraging ones where you tell us what we did and how we made a difference or that you're sharing it with friends. We got that too. We have a guy that shared it with a half a dozen of his friends. I mean, right. he's out yeah. like, you know, you got to listen to this show. Yeah. Thank I you. mean, thank those you. things mean a lot to us and we want to say thank you. Yeah. Thank you. See you in season two or Ohio, whichever comes first. <laughs>